You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jimmy Stein on Locked On Bama. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk about the commitment of Jeremiah Alexander even made the ESPN crawl. You know that's uh, big news when a high school player committing is on the uh, crawl on the uh, big network. And Jeremiah committing is a big deal. Uh, Thompson High School in Alabaster, the consensus number one prospect in the state in the 2022 class. He is a pass rusher. Uh, I've compared him on, on Twitter to Ryan Anderson, uh, who was was rated a little lower. I went and even looked uh, at it just the other day. Ryan was ranked the 75th best prospect in the country when he committed to Alabama back in 2012. Uh, you know, Jeremiah is somewhere around that 25 range. So Jeremiah is ranked higher, but they're just very similar players in terms of their size and athleticism. I think, if anything, Jeremiah is probably a little more explosive as a pass rusher but why I really like the comparison is they're both, even though pass rushing is what gets them all the attention and the high rankings and, you know, obviously, you know, getting after the quarterback is, is exciting. Well, Ryan was really sturdy against the run. Uh, he, he, was, he was really good setting the edge, uh, holding containment on his side of the defense because he was a sturdy, physical, strong kid. Jeremiah's exactly like that for a pass rusher. This kid is really sturdy and physical. Some pass rushers are just one-trick ponies. They just get up the field quickly, and that's what they do, like they're shot out of a cannon. Well, Jeremiah is so strong, he can take multiple angles uh, when he gets off the line of scrimmage. He can get inside quickly. Uh, contact does not bother him. He will take on offensive tackles because he's a, a strong dude. And and, and this is how gifted he is. Thompson is probably the best program in the state of Alabama right now in terms of the number of players they produce each year uh, that, that head to the Power Five programs. Thompson High School, today's premier program in the state of Alabama. Jeremiah Alexander was a significant player there in the ninth grade. And as a 10th grader, was probably the best player on the team. And that's amazing What's impressive really at any high school when a 10th grader is the best player on the team, but when you're talking about the premier 7A program in Alabama and the best player on the team is in the 10th grade, that's what kind of prospect Jeremiah is. He also has good grades, comes from a great family, really nice kid off the field, and this was just a great, great pickup for Alabama. Even, even at when recruiting is all said and done for 2022, Jeremiah Alexander will be at or near the top of this class in terms of uh, big gets for Nick Saban and Alabama in this group. So, yes, he's from Birmingham. There wasn't as much suspense as there would have been if Jeremiah was from Miami or Dallas or Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, being from Birmingham, it was expected that he would end up at Alabama. Uh, but still, Alabama had to fight off Clemson, Georgia, really Texas, Ohio State. Every program in the country wanted Jeremiah. So, uh, it was a big deal and a good get for, for Alabama. And uh, there are two more 2023 prospects at Thompson that will be just as big a deal as Jeremiah. Defensive tackle, 
Defensive tackle Peter Woods uh, and defensive back Tony Mitchell. They will be national elite prospects from the same high school next year. And landing Jeremiah gives you a, a leg up on uh, Peter Woods and Tony Mitchell, who we'll be talking about a lot over the next uh, year as uh, recruits here on Locked on Bama. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with the player roster countdown soon. This is Jimmy Stein on Locked on Bama. We are back to our player roster countdown and all the way down to number 20. Drew Sanders, uh, one of the most, you know what will be fun is to do a poll. If you look at who our projected 22 starters are, who is the best player on the team that is not in the projected starting 22? And you'd get some votes maybe for Javon Baker at wide receiver, Roy Dell Williams or Jace McClellan at running back, uh, even Jalen Milrow at quarterback, uh, Daniel Wright maybe in the secondary, Shane Lee and Jalen Moody at linebacker. Those are all really good answers, but I'm not so sure that the best answer isn't Drew Sanders. Uh, Drew, Drew would be starting for any team in this country at outside linebacker except Alabama because Alabama has the best starting outside linebacker duo in the game in Chris Allen and Will Anderson. Drew uh, Drew has to come off the bench after those two, which of course will limit his snaps. On the other hand, uh, what a huge benefit to Alabama to keep outside pass rushers fresh uh, because there, there's, you know, e- even, even another good backup on the other side of the line of scrimmage for, for Alabama and Chris Braswell. So Alabama very deep at outside linebacker, but at the same time, you're not going to take Chris Allen and Will Anderson off the field very much. But specifically to Drew, he was a five-star, big-time recruit from Texas, uh, could have gone anywhere. Oklahoma, this is how athletic he is. Oklahoma wanted Drew Sanders as a tight end. They wanted him to play offense. And Drew had that choice. Do I, do I want to play tight end or do I want to play defense? He chose to play defense, and that's why he specifically chose Alabama, is I would rather play defense at Alabama than offense at Oklahoma. And, uh, boy, what kind of a freak athlete gets that choice, you know? But Drew is a coach's kid. Uh, he's a gym rat. He's one of the hardest workers we have on the team. Uh, he is football 24-7. This is a kid that is just football-driven. Uh, one of the hardest workers in the weight room, one of the hardest workers on the practice field. And this will be his uh, his second season. He played some last year as a true freshman. He got in the games, uh, was basically a second-team player uh, as a true freshman. We'll return in that role again. We'll also see him on special teams in various roles. And he's just waiting his turn. Uh, Chris Allen will move on to the NFL after this season, leaving an opening. And... Uh, but again, we're going to see Drew play quite a bit uh, and, and not just in, in, in the garbage time situations. I think Drew and Chris Braswell will often spell Chris Allen and Will Anderson to give Alabama just fresh legs for, for four quarters as outside pass rushers. Uh, that's what Drew does best, but this is a big, strong kid. Uh, he's not just the, the one-trick pony, the third and 15 pass rusher. He's not just that guy. He can do many other things as well because he's, he's physical, loves to play the game, and is a huge asset to the team. There was a lot of concern in the offseason that Drew would hit the portal uh, over frustration over not getting on the field, but uh, 
you know, one thing in Alabama, there's a lot of lessons about where, where patience will get you. And, and, and Drew didn't leave. He's still here. I suspect he'll, he'll be here his whole career. And at some point, he's going to play significant snaps and be one of the best players in the country because that's really, really what, it, what he is. So maybe the best player on the team that's not in the starting lineup, Drew Sanders. So thanks for listening to Player Roster Countdown. We'll be back with more. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Bama podcast. This is Jimmy Stein with the player roster countdown and to 19. One of the most exciting players on the team, Jaleel Billingsley. He'll be the new starting tight end at Alabama this season, replacing Miller Forrestall, who is a Tennessee Titan as the uh, fall camps approach. Jaleel, a much different type player than Miller, no doubt about it. You know, we talk about tight ends all the time in two ways. Tight ends can be pass-catching first tight ends, you know, guys that are really good down the field catching the ball like wide receivers, or they can be block-first guys who are basically third tackles, guys that are really good at getting people blocked at the line of scrimmage, opening holes in the run game, protecting quarterbacks in the pass game. Uh, Most tight ends, especially at the college level, are really good at one or the other. That's just sort of a fact of tight ends. And, and I say that to say that Jaleel is a pass-catch first tight end. That's, that's what he is. He's a pass-catcher. He will get down the field and run routes similar to wide receivers. He will catch the ball and make people miss. He'll catch the ball and make yards after the catch. He will make the spectacular catch. He has great hands. He is a really tall kid with long arms, so he has a great catch radius. You don't have to hit him in the numbers. You can just throw it around him. He'll catch it. Jaleel's a really talented pass catcher. And in a year where Alabama's breaking in a new quarterback, it's helpful to have a tight end that you can really depend on as a pass catcher because it's just simple, almost simple uh, geometry in the sense that a Jaleel is a big kid. That makes him a big target. It's, it's, it's easier to find the tight end with his big catch radius of being six foot six. Uh, I think Bryce Young in his first year as a starting quarterback is going to depend on Jaleel a lot. And I won't be surprised at all if Billingsley ends up being the second or third leading receiver on the team from his tight end position. That's how many balls he could end up catching. Now, Jaleel's a pretty good NFL prospect, even though this will be his first year starting. And the reason that he's a good NFL prospect is, obviously it starts with the pass catching, but he'll surprise you as a blocker. I thought last year, look, a natural comparison with Jaleel is O.J. Howard. I think that physically, physically he's very similar to where O.J. Howard was as a young tight end because they're very similarly sized. And they run uh, a very similar speeds. But OJ, if you guys remember, before he was a first-round pick, there was a lot of questions about whether OJ was a good enough blocker. Was OJ just a pass-catching guy, or was he a blocker? Or was he good enough as a blocker? Uh, I think Jaleel, in his freshman and sophomore year, was better as a blocker than OJ was at the same age. Now, he wasn't dominant. It wasn't what he did best. He wasn't a guy that you'd stick out there as the second tight end in short yardage. But when he was called upon to do his job blocking as a tight end, Jaleel did a pretty good job of getting in the way of dudes. I mean, 
he, he is a quality blocker, and I think in terms of where he could end up in the draft is going to sort of depend on that. Obviously, as a pass catcher, he's an NFL player. I think, I think that's already established. But for him to end up being a first-round pick like O.J. was uh, and sort of like where Kyle Pitts was a, a year ago, Jaleel's going to have to get better in, in, the, in the blocking part of things and, and prove to be a little more physical, a little more presence in the run game. And, and I think Jaleel could end up being a really high draft pick. There will be some Kyle Pitts comparisons with Jaleel, which makes some sense because Kyle Pitts was such a dynamic pass catcher for the Florida Gators. But it's also a little unfair to Billingsley where you're talking – Kyle Pitts was the highest drafted tight end in the history of the NFL draft going number four to the Atlanta Falcons. So every time you hear people compare Billingsley to Kyle Pitts – it's a compliment for sure, but at the same time, it's a little unfair. No one's talking about Billingsley going number four overall at this point. Uh, that would be, a, 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 you know, a, a little over the top. But does Billingsley have first-round ability? Uh, no doubt as a pass catcher, no doubt. So for a kid to go, you know, last year, Jaleel was basically off the bench, an additional tight end, a second tight end, a third tight end in the rotation. He's going to go from that to being the number one tight end to being perhaps the best tight end in the SEC and a guy that will be talked about a lot as a, as a three-and-done first-round pick uh, as Jaleel is, was one of these guys that might, should he have a big season, he could have a big decision to make at the end of this season about entering the draft. But he's got to show that he is a pro-level blocker in his junior year, and he's got to prove that he can be the number one tight end, the goat, a go-to receiver, uh, because that's what will be expected of any uh, first-round pick. You know, there's not every year there's not multiple tight ends taken in the first round. That's a position that that when there is a great tight end, he often doesn't go very high. And I would say in a standard regular year, there's maybe two tight ends taken in the first round. So when Billingsley is talked about as a first-round pick as a tight end, that in and of itself is special because uh, not, not, all, not all the good pro prospects go in the first round. As a matter of fact, if we sat here and named who are the best tight ends alive today, who are the best tight ends in the NFL None of those guys were first-round picks. Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs, uh, George Kittle of the 49ers, uh, even Rob Gronkowski, who might be the, considered the greatest tight end in NFL history, also not a first-round pick and somebody that we talked about a lot you know, in college. So Billingsley is, however, going to be one of those talked-about dudes uh, because uh, of his dynamic athleticism, even returning kicks for Alabama summon in games and in practice and remains a candidate to be a kick returner for this team uh, in the fall. And it's just kind of unfathomable to see a tight end in that role. But Jaleel can really run. He is a heck of an athlete. So he will be one of the significant players for Alabama uh, this fall. Jaleel Billingsley from Chicago, Illinois. Another rarity, by the way, ch chime in if you all can name other scholarship players in Alabama history from Chicago, Illinois. There, there has not been many, if any. So uh, another thing that makes Jaleel special coming from Chicago, a place Alabama normally doesn't find players, but, uh, but we certainly find a good one in Jaleel. 
Thanks for listening to the Player Roster Countdown.